In a week unlike anything America or Northeast Ohio has ever seen, with the coronavirus fundamentally changing how we live our lives, we have some weighty questions to consider on this bonus episode of This Week in the CLE. Our regular episode is a breakdown of the news by Cleveland.com's reporters and editors. The bonus episode is much shorter and considers the questions that linger from the week's news. It's Saturday, March 21st, and I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. How much should we trust the government? It's a big and meaningful question in a week when we have surrendered our rights and freedoms. The number of people who don't believe the coronavirus crisis is genuine has dropped substantially in recent weeks. Almost no one is calling it a hoax anymore or a democratic plot to discredit the president. Led largely by the bold leadership of Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, governors across the nation have taken steps to slow the spread of the virus by closing schools, colleges, restaurants, and many other places where we had been freely gathering. And we, the citizens, have largely followed the advice to stay clear of others, to block the transmission of the virus. We have, for the most part, placed our belief and trust into our governors. Not so much with President Donald Trump, who spent weeks trying to convince us that the virus was no threat. He has no credibility here. It is the governors and public health directors in whom we have confidence. So, so far, we have trusted them. It's been easy in Ohio because DeWine has been so honest with us, but this is a country built on personal freedom, and as this crisis goes on, and as more of our liberties are put on hold for this life-and-death battle, the question will come up repeatedly, how much do we trust our leaders? How is it that America has a shortage of basic and necessary medical supplies like medical masks and gloves? In a country that stockpiles helium and petroleum against potential shortages, how did the government not see this shortage coming? We have known for decades that a pandemic would come. We've been told about it for ages. It was always a matter of when, not if, always with the Spanish flu of 1918 as the example. Yet the doctors and nurses who will be our guardians these next months treating people infected with the coronavirus, already do not have the protection that we owe them. Some are making their own masks or using bandanas. What is wrong with our government that it does not have a ready supply of basic medical necessities to deal with a crisis like this? What is the appropriate response to someone who ignores the guidance of the Ohio governor and the public health director and continues to risk spreading the coronavirus? Whether it's a nail salon that continues to operate, a barber who keeps giving haircuts, or a shop that does not enforce social distancing. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has said he is counting on our patriotism to move us to adhere to the new rules. He is counting on us listening to our better angels for the greater good. And maybe, since most people are decent and patriotic, that will work for a high percentage of us. Maybe if 95% of us follow the instructions we get in the daily briefings in Columbus, that's enough to slow the spread of the virus. But what if it's not? Should the barber who continues to cut hair be arrested? Fined? Publicly excoriated? We are in uncharted territory with the battle to slow this virus. 
We are making a lot of this up as we go along. What do we do with those who threaten the public's health by doing things the government seeks to limit? Why aren't we all surrounded by microbe-killing copper? Why aren't the things that we touch each day, the doorknobs and the sink handles, made of the stuff that kills microbes? Cleveland.com's Peter Krauss had a story this week about the studies showing how effective copper is at killing things like the coronavirus. As Pete described it, copper dents the crown-shaped virus and then slowly releases ions that interact with oxygen and generate free radicals, which create a figurative grenade that goes off and destroys the virus's RNA. So as we all run around wiping down our everyday objects with Clorox wipes, ponder why some of those most used items are not made of copper. Door handles seem like a no-brainer. We all touch them. Why not make them of something that kills the virus in hours instead of things like stainless steel where the virus can survive for days? Every crisis has its heroes. Who will be the heroes in the era of the coronavirus? Will it be the doctors and nurses who tirelessly treat the sickest among us without having the protective equipment they need to stay safe themselves? Will it be grocery store workers who risk getting sick by making sure we have access to food? Will it be consultants for small businesses who provide them with the tools they need to get through the economic downturn? Some early candidates in Ohio include Governor Mike DeWine, who led the nation in taking sane, bold steps based on the advice of scientists, and Ohio Health Director Amy Acton, who formed a strategy to slow the spread of the virus. We're still early in this thing, but we do wonder who will become the face of this virus when we are long past it. Thanks for listening to This Week in the CLE. We'll be back with more questions next week. <laughs>